this is your pre-holiday episode for those of you who celebrate Christmas. And uh, my handy-dandy calendar says Kwanzaa begins the day after Christmas. And I feel like we're already in Hanukkah, but I don't see it on my calendar because... I think Hanukkah just ended. Yeah, either my calendar is an asshole or there's just too much on my calendar and I may have written over or just like I've lost <laughs> Hanukkah. So some people get offended with the happy holidays and I just think it's all inclusive because you're just wishing people a merry time of year, a happy holiday, whatever you celebrate. I don't think anybody should take offense to people wishing you joy and happiness. So that's where I'm happy holidays. I thought the happy holidays was the fix to all of that. Yes, but some people, like, get really upset about it, and they're just like, oh, you're trying to be all PC, and, you know, you should say Merry Christmas. We said Merry Christmas in my day, and all these little people getting angry about, you know, changing to Happy Holidays, and I'm just like, dude, what's your problem? I mean, again, Happy Holidays is all-inclusive. What's your problem? Yeah. Like, it's not that hard to be considerate and just say happy holidays. Oh, nope. Mm -mm. You stop it being considerate. You've already lost a ton of listeners now. Thank you, Maggie. Thank you. But people aren't considerate? Goddamn. No. (laughs) They are assholes who don't want to change, and they just want things the way they are. Let's go back to smoking when you were pregnant, (laughs) and let's go back to women just cooking all the time and men having to you know just be be the definition of a man like in the 20s and you know let's go back to dueling actually dueling i wouldn't mind i mean i'm not all for guns if we want to do some you know like golden eye 007 like knife throwing or even slappers only if i could just slap the shit out of somebody now i don't want to go full purge but maybe, like, a day where you could just get a freebie and bitch slap somebody. It may, I don't know. I'm just, I'm spitballing, but that's what these people want. They want to go back to the old days where we had shitty medicine and no ethics. And, you know, it was great to give people skin cancer and lung cancer. And it's just oh like, God. you know, Oprah, you get cancer. You get cancer. You, you know, get cancer. Actually, the funny thing is, is that people can still do that all on their own. They have complete freedom to still do that. So. No, but they want to do it everywhere. Like, they want to be able to smoke at sporting events and in their cars with their baby children who 
you know, they have no choice. They want to smoke in restaurants while they eat. They want to be able to drink and drive. Like, they want a lawless time. A lawless time. Yeah. Yeah. And this is Combos Over Coffee, episode six. Um, I am your host, Maggie. I'm Stephanie. I got lost. What were we doing? I was doing the intro, right? And we were trying to, I think I was trying to, you know, wish everybody a happy, good time. (laughs) Welcome back. Um, We are doing the part two of the attachment project, going through the quiz. Yeah, I'm curious to see if you guys have done any of the attachment quizzes yet or i guess there's only one but there's other quizzes you can take which i actually did can i tell what? you about that no you <laughs> cheated on me you fucking bitch i took the 16 personalities quiz it was like myers briggs or something you're supposed to do that with me <laughs> there was gonna be another episode <laughs> well we can take it again yes so excited Oh my god. So, <laughs> speaking of accents, how much did you love that voicemail? <laughs> oh my god, I was cracking up the entire time. And then I had to go back and listen to the beginning when you were still doing the accent again. Because it was so funny. See, that was from um, The Cat in the Hat, Mike, the one that Michael Myers plays. Mike, yeah, Mike Myers. Yeah, that would be Mike mm-hmm. Myers. Although, honestly, I probably would have liked the version with Michael Myers <laughs> being the cat in the hat more. Because, like, I just, I don't know. Like, the previews just weirded me out. I've never seen the whole thing because it just gave me the heebs. I'm the cat in the hat, and there's no doubt about that. Dun, 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 dun. What was that? <laughs> I have literally been like, I don't even know what's up with me today. I've been like bouncing off the walls and like I just have all this like weird energy. Did you and... get in the catnap? <laughs> I think at some point today I did. Fuck. <laughs> Either that or like catnip for humans, aka cocaine. Crack- cocaine. <laughs> God, did I ever tell you the story when my roommate was, like, sniffling and she's like, do you just, you know that feeling, like, when you do coke? And I was like, sorry, what? She's like, you know, <laughs> like, when when you do coke and then that feeling is, like, like, a cola or cocaine. Cause like, when you just drink a cola and, like, you get that feeling in your throat. Like sugar high, or are we talking like acid reflux, the the fizzies, (laughs) like maybe you drank the coke wrong and then it goes out your nose, like that? Mm -hmm. No, she's definitely done okane. Okane. Now this isn't a two-part quiz, this is a two-part podcast, because the quiz was so long that... We either were going to throw another two-hour episode together, which I know most people were not fans of, (laughs) or we break it into two parts. So the first part, we covered um, our mothers and then our fathers, and then part two is, I think it's going to take us more into... Like companion, right? Yeah, like friendships and relationships and how the... 10 to 20 
months, old, not years, <laughs> um, has shaped us into our adult selves and our relationships and attachment or disattachment? Unattachment? Lack of attachment. Undislack attachment? I don't know. <laughs> All right, so the next page is relationship structure, romantic partner. This will be a fun one for the single me. <laughs> and it says, if you are currently not in a romantic relationship, Theo! <laughs> Knock it off! <laughs> if you are currently not in a romantic relationship, please answer these questions with respect to how you felt in your most recent meaningful relationship. If you have never been in a romantic relationship before, pull out the tissues. I'm just kidding. I added that. It says, imagine what imagine. such a relationship would be like. That makes me so sad. And I hope it's like 18 year olds taking this. Because if you're more like our age and you've never been in a romantic relationship before, no matter what the reason, it just, it makes me a little sad, but also envious because you've never had your heart completely stomped on and torn apart either. So, you know, I have mixed feelings right now. Neutral slash mixed. <laughs> yeah, I agree. That last line is kind of, is kind of sad. <laughs> What's your first one? Um, okay, so my first one is it helps to turn to this person in times of need. In my current relationship, I am going to say, I'm going to say slightly agree because I feel comfortable and I do talk to my boyfriend about things, but sometimes his answer doesn't really help me a whole lot or it's not very like... I kind of feel like he's like shrugging it off or whatever because he's a guy or whatever. <laughs> well, again, well, he just seems so fucking chill. That's kind of how Ryan was, which yeah, I'm going to base these questions off of Ryan after I go kill my cat. What are you doing over the seriously? What are you doing? Uh, <laughs> he's just like running on one side of my bed back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. And back oh and forth. Gosh. And it's like his little pitter-patter of his adorable kitten paws are just driving me insane. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, of course, as soon as I got up, he comes over and he's like, and then took <laughs> off because he knew that he was in trouble. Um, but I'm going to have to answer these based off of Ryan because he's the only long-term relationship I've had and... It, I'm. It's gonna basically be the answer for him and every other guy I've dated, which is disagree, because he just. I was the adult. I was the rational person. I was the planner, the organizer. Like, again, when people ask what I want in a relationship, I'm like, I want to just be with another fucking adult because I feel like I end up raising most of my boyfriend and I like there are times where I guess I was thinking of that like emotionally but yeah for sure like if I ask him to do anything he will for sure like do it um 
especially like on his days off, I'll ask him to like get a couple things done before I get home and he will, you know, like whether it's, it's usually housework, but <laughs> I mean, so yeah, he will Does for he sure wear do a it. cute little apron and tie it in a bow in the back? <laughs> Either that or like a robe half open in boxers. <laughs> Okay, so, close enough, close enough, close enough. Dude version of the apron like, and heels, I, I get it. I was going to say, is that like the guy version? Yes. <laughs> My number two is I find it easy to depend on this person. And I say agree because also like what I just said, like if I ask him to do things, most of the time though, which he will fight me like till his death, his like last breath, um that I always have to ask him to do Laundry? stuff. Laundry? Oh, anything? Any housework? Like, no, you don't. Like, they're blah, blah, blah. Give me an example. And I'm like, You're like, it's fine. Here's a list. But, yeah, I don't. That's just how it goes. I always have to ask him. And if I ask, he will certainly help. But you have to ask. I do. I have to ask all the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, at least he does that because I know on the flip side a lot of people have known like they will ask and the person still won't do it or they'll put it off so it's like oh the garbage doesn't have to be out till 7am so I'll take it out at 6.59 and it's like you didn't even give me a chance and it's like I shouldn't have to ask you to take out the garbage even you should just fucking help like this is your house too dude that was like my number fucking seven and i put strongly disagree because with the exception of meryl or dudes who were in love with me that i wanted nothing to do with and i made that abundantly clear but they were like oh she'll love me one day if i just keep doing all this stuff for you i'm like no that actually makes me dislike you more because you're a doormat and they're like yes but I'll always be here so you can wipe your feet on me. And I'm like, ugh. <laughs> like, oh nobody, God. I could never depend on anyone, ever. Like, you know, you or fucking Deanna, like, friends, family. Um, I think I'm missing one. What was your number three? I don't feel comfortable opening up to this person. Um, fuck. How do I answer that? Because, again, it's, okay, so my therapist said that I end up dating a lot of guys like my mother because I'm trying to have a good relationship with somebody else to supplement where I didn't have a good relationship with my mother. So that's where it's like, I do feel comfortable, but I know it's going to start a fight. Hmm. My number one is I often worry that this person doesn't really care for me. Oh, that's my number four. Oh, good. Um, And I put disagree because we have been on and off forever. And I know that he does care for me and love me because everything that we've been through, he definitely would not be with me if he did not really care for me. So. so sidebar, where are we at with him maybe proposing to you? Uh, I don't know. Like, I um, did one of those Facebook things <gasps> where it was like, what's your, what's the end of your year going to look like? 
Ooh. And it said, you will be engaged to the love of your life. And I was like, yeah, Oh, my okay. God. I do not have enough money to get you a ring. You know that. <laughs> I feel like that's really unfair to put that on me, knowing that the end of the year is right around the corner, Maggie. I at I least know. need one more year. That's why I was like, three weeks? Yeah, right. <laughs> she can't pull that money together in that amount of time. <laughs> so, number five for me is I prefer not to show this person how I feel deep down. I say slightly disagree, and I think that one's kind of on me, too, because, like I said, I don't really talk, like talking about feelings. Um, feelings. That's my number eight, and I put agree because it's like I feel like guys like the idea of me more than they actually like me. I've had this anxiety of as soon as I have strong feelings for somebody, I want to let them know because I don't want to wait too long like I did with Nick. And my uh-huh. intuition is fucking on par. I'm sure I would have been burned at the stake for being a fucking witch. But my okay. intuition is impeccable if I think I'm going to work with somebody I'm not going to if I feel like they're lying to me or pulling away or being manipulative I mean just again on fucking par I can just feel that something's off so I told Eric this and he shuts his office door he pulls me to the side and he just like laughs at me because I'm so silly what am I thinking he's not going anywhere I'm gonna finish publishing my first book he's gonna finish his dissertation he's gonna go visit his family and then he's gonna come back and we're gonna officially start dating and everything's going to be great (laughs) Maggie what do you think happened uh, he left you? Sure did. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just, like, when I spent time with my family, I got sick, and then I was just stuck in the house the whole time, and I just feel like I'm always just out there running around, doing whatever I want, and that I need to be more family-oriented and focused on them, and I just, I, I, I just can't date you now. Fucking called it. (laughs) Like, I... Um, So, I initially read that wrong because it says I prefer not to show this person how I feel deep down. So, I say I disagree with that statement because I do. Um, So, wait, what do you think it said? You don't tell them versus show? Yes. Yeah, but I would say yes because I, like, I am a very um, affectionate person, so I would say yes, and, like, the things that I do, even, like, the things that I say, if I feel like it's appropriate, um, yeah, so I put disagree with that statement. Um... I prefer not to show this person. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah, so does that change your answer at all? I don't know. (laughs) 
I'm just going to keep it agree because I, I think it's all encompassing as like show, tell, um, express, you know, yeah. like I, I just like the, the deep down I think is the main thing that I'm going to rest on and I just feel like once it gets to the deep down, they, I don't know, panic. Like, I think I'd be better off telling them that I murdered somebody and they're like, oh, that's it? But it's like, I just, I, I love you and I want to be with you and I'm just worried that you might leave one day. They're like, oh, I've got to go now. And I'm like, what? I'm like, I wasn't going to, but as soon as you said that, literally, I just booked a plane ticket for actually I don't even know where it was just the soonest flight I could get on and bye oh my gosh yeah again something I'm working out in therapy but I got the new therapist and I've got to start fucking all over again okay well I think we're on number six my next one is I usually discuss my problems and concerns with this person and I put agree just because he is, like, my go-to person, honestly. Um, I do want to, like, bounce any ideas off of him. Um, I do take what he says into consideration, but I feel like I usually talk to a couple more people. About like me. <laughs> yeah, like a good friend what? or <laughs> something like that. Um, but all in all, I put agree. I'd say strongly agree, because I fucking discuss shit with people, no matter what. Yeah, it depends on if I'm gonna fucking take their shit, but you can't say that I don't communicate. Hell, I think Alec would even be like, oh no, she communicates. <laughs> yeah, I think you would agree on that. <laughs> I don't maybe want her to all the time, especially with my girlfriend, but Stephanie definitely communicates. Um, what's next? My number, dude, I'm still like way behind at number three. Mine is I worry that this person won't care as much as I care. Um, My number three is I worry that this person won't care about me as much as I care about him or her, which is my number one red flag for me. That's what I always worry about. They will not love me as much as I do. They won't want to stick around. One day they'll leave, no matter if I say something or not. Because I know some people are like, oh, well, if you speak it in existence. <sighs> My cat fell off the desk. Aww. It's fine. He has nine lives. <laughs> if you speak it into existence, it's your fault. But it's like, even with Seth, when I didn't think it was going to happen, it still fucking happened. So, yeah, that's a big one for me. Um, for that one, I say strongly disagree. Oh, well, but that's, that's good. But that's my number eight. What's your next one? My next one is I am afraid that this person may abandon me. Oops, strongly agree. If I could, like, <laughs> asterisk that one, plus, 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 underline, bold, italics, red, yes. Um, 
I also put strongly disagree because even like what? Before, no, I said strongly agree. Oh, for that one as the one before. Oh yes, yeah. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I was like, what? Uh, no, mine was the opposite. Um, s- strongly disagree for that one because, like, in the past, um, I was always the one that just got like a little like complacent or something, and I was just like. I'm not, like, feeling it anymore. Oh. But then there was a time where, like, he kind of did that to me in a way, but, like, worded it differently. It was just like, yeah, this is not working out. And I was like, wow. And then that was the time where, like, I really wanted to be with him. (laughs) Oh, so you're that girl. Yeah, I mean, like, we did it to each other, like, whether he did it, like, out of spite or not. Or just, like, that's just how it was for him. Yeah, like, that's just how it was for him that time. Um, I, it's different now. We have, like, different developed feelings. We're older. We're wiser. Yeah. We're we're starting on the notebook together. (laughs) Um,. So then I think my next one, I talk things over with this person. I put strongly agree because I'll talk things over with fucking a wall if I have to, but that may not mean anything. Yeah, I also, I put agree just because I do, but like I said, depending on like what he says, I usually talk to someone else also. (laughs) Ooh. Adolescent attachment style. The following statements will require you to think about yourself and your behavior in the past. For the following section, please rate the following statements on a scale of 1 to 7. 1 being strongly disagree and 7 being strongly agree by reflecting on yourself and your behavior as an adolescent. Woohoo! Get ready for Teen Mom Stephanie. <laughs> Um, okay, as a teenager, I recall having a low opinion of myself, but a positive one of others. I'm going to say slightly disagree, because I wasn't, like, overly confident, but I didn't like other people either. So... Is mine worded differently? Say it again. As a teenager, I recall having a low opinion of myself, but a positive one of others. They all start off with, as a teenager, so that's confusing. We might have to come back to that till I can find it. My number one is, as a teenager, I recall having a healthy level of self-esteem. Which I'd say yes. I don't Um, even know if I need any follow-up. I just, I was happy, I was nice, I liked people, I was a good person... I I was fine until people ruined me in high school. Thank you. Thank you, classmates. Peace. Okay. Well. Right? My number two is, as a teenager, I remember being disengaged in discussions with my mother or mother-like figure, but I would not show any averse or hostile behaviors towards her. Uh, strongly agree. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wow. (laughs) You you know, maybe this is formed based off of your previous... I think it probably is. 
answers because it says for me about my mother, as a teenager, I remember my mother or mother-like figure being warmly responsive to my needs. Strong disagree. Leanne didn't give a fucking fuck. She was all about herself and her job at the mall, whichever place she was working for, Vanity Express, Von Mars. She didn't give a fuck about us kids unless she could show us off or tell everybody at Von Mar that I got my period. Um, as a teenager, I remember feeling that my friends were responsive but unpredictable in their behavior. I want to say agree because, like, Oh, okay, so this is... Is this based off of an age? Just teens. 13 to 18, I guess. That's adolescence? Yeah. Okay. Um, I would say yes. Um, agree. Because, you know, like, that age, you're very, like... I don't like how to word it, but... So I would feel like it, it seemed like I had a lot of friends and I talked to a lot of people, but I didn't, I only hung out with like a selective few, you know? And like, there were definitely times where people like went behind people's backs and stuff like that. So Cause they do yeah. in high school. Yeah. See, um, my closest one was teenager. I remember that I felt supported and accepted in my relationships with others. It doesn't say friends. And I put neutral because I did and didn't and my friends were all over the place. Like if so-and-so and so-and-so were friends, then other so-and-so and other so-and-so were fighting and it was just like constant. And then I found out that Jackie and Amy were really lying backstabbing fucking cunt bags but years later after I had my daughter. So like... What I thought was, wasn't. Jeez. And then it says, like, as a teenager, I tended to be kind to others in a group setting, which I strongly agree because I was always nice and welcoming and, you know, just wanted everybody to feel included and nobody to feel left out. So mine mm -hmm. kind of is, like, more broad instead of, you know, friends. Gotcha. Um... My number four is, as a teenager, I remember being disengaged in discussions with my caregiver, but I would not... Who the fuck is my caregiver other than my mother? It would depend on who it was. Your mother, your father, your aunt, whoever. I guess technically it could have been my grandma. Yeah. I would not show... Um... I would say disagree because I always like and still do but I always talk to like both my grandmas actually about like a lot of stuff and all that and I never had any aversive or hostile behaviors behaviors <laughs> <laughs> are you drunk <laughs> um okay so I'm gonna say disagree for that one so the closest one that I have to that is as a young adult during college, university, or a similar age career, um, I did 16 and pregnant, so I'm just going to go from 18 to 
22, I saw my parents and caregivers as generally available, understanding, respectful of individual differences. God, we're both having trouble. Respectful of individual differences and able to facilitate my independence. Strongly oh disagree. God, that is long. Yeah, I just, I, w I was kind of like, you know, whooped out of the house because my mom has always only cared about herself and what was going on in her life. And my dad needed to actually care about himself and his life instead of being the caregiver for everybody. And yes, my dad was understanding, but I was very just on my own. Uh, my next one is... As a teenager, I remember that my self-esteem was dependent on positive feedback or interest from others. And unfortunately, I'm going to have to say, slightly agree. Oh. Because, <laughs> well, because, I mean, like, during that age, like, I wanted to, like, be liked by people and, like, have friends. But there was also, like, a part of me that was just, like... I am not going, like, I, I didn't want to give into, like, peer pressure. So I was like, if peer pressure is what is going to make you like me or, like, make me fit in, I'm not going to do it because I'm not about that. I was like, I was a very strong person back then, and I'm proud of myself, but not Aww. so much anymore. <laughs> um, oh, good. What can I get you to do? <laughs> um, But, yeah, so I would just say slightly agree because, you know, teenage hormones and shit. Oh, God. See, that's why I said in a previous episode I'd never go back to those fucking crazy teenage hormones. No. Um, <laughs> I have the closest thing to that is as a teenager, I remember that my parents or caregivers were authentic with me. No. I mean, it's just I remember knowing what the fuck was going on and shit, and it's like, you know, I was never real-world talk to, like, an adult. It was, you kids don't understand, stay out of it. The behind-the-closed-doors fighting, and then us being like, we know what the fuck's going on. We're not just fucking kids, and it was just a fucking... My next one is, as a teenager, I recall having sex due to peer pressure and to improve my self-esteem. Ooh, I uh, wish I had that one. Oh, I wish I... I mean, it would have been a no. I just had sex as I fucking loved. I say disagree because I... I'm going to say strongly disagree, actually. Um, <laughs> because I... My goal, like, at that age was to wait till I was 18, like, an adult. And I was like, then if you want to do it, just, like, whatever. Fuck it. Do whatever. Um, and did you? But, yeah, I did. I waited oh. till I was 18. So, okay, what's your next one? Did you say it already? No, my, so, I mean, again, these are so tailored to us, so I don't even have one that is close to that. Um, I'll just go with my next. Why do I get the sex one? Oh, right, because they're like, bitch, you already said you're 16 and pregnant. We know. <laughs> it says, as a young adult during college, university, or similar age career, I would continue to seek out my parents or caregivers in stressful situations as they were a source of support for me. Well, put strongly agree because, yeah, it's just that's what I've always done. If I don't know something, it's just like, oh, I need an adult. I'm going to call my dad because my mom doesn't give a fucking fuck. And it's just call your dad. Ask your dad. Um, 
as a teenager, I did not feel I could trust others much, and I did not feel like I could relate to others. Um, those are really different questions. Yes. So, that's kind of hard. Like, trust others? I feel like I did, because I had, like, a select few good, like, friends and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did not feel like I could relate to others. No, not really. I was kind of a poser. Like, <laughs> because, because, like, so many people were, like, into, like, such and such bands or whatever, and, like, that's kind of, like, what one of my friend groups, anyway, they bonded over, and I was just, like, their music is good, but do I, like, super love it? Like, yes, you I, like... super love Fallout Boy. Oh, my God, is that even a real question? Also, my Chemical <laughs> yeah. Romance and Sum 41. What is wrong with you? Yeah, those guys, yeah, actually, but not these other, like, I don't even know what kind of, they were, like, poppy kind of weird bands. Like, they oh, were like good. What? They had good songs. Um, names. Uh, I can't even think of the names of the bands. That's how, like, not great they were. Oh. Um. Well, when you think of them at 2 a.m., text me. I will. Okay. But, um, I don't know, like, how to... I just put mixed? Because that's a fucked up question? It should <laughs> be two different questions. It really should. It should. What the hell? Okay, so I put, as a teenager, I didn't bully others. Did I say I put? I meant it asked. And I put strongly agree. Because I was the nicest fucking person who just wanted everybody to be happy and feel included and get along. And I know that bullying sounds bad, but some people kind of fucking need it. This is where I think the call-out culture fucking works because sometimes until people are put on blast or out in the town square they're not going to fucking change yeah but so i like grew into that but again i don't think that bullying is good or right but some people need to be put in their place but in high school i was like the nicest fucking person and i got bullied all the time it sucked like, bullied, bullied. People were so mean to me because I was so nice and happy all the time. And it's like, I feel like they felt like, how dare you be so happy when I'm not? Yeah. Okay, so my next one is, as a teenager, I remember my caregiver being warmly responsive to my needs. I'm going to put strongly disagree because I feel like my dad was very, like whatever your mom says or wants like I'm just gonna fucking deal with it and I remember him just like being quiet and reading all the time and then my mom being a fucking crazy bitch who didn't care about anybody or their needs unless it were hers by the time I was a teenager I remember still being heavily reliant god damn it okay by the time I was a teenager, I remember that I was still heavily emotionally reliant on my parents and siblings. Ooh! <clears throat> um, I say no to that. I thought it was like, I 
skipped over the word emotionally, and I was like, yeah, like, what the, f- no, I still lived at home when I was a teenager. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so my next one says, as a teenager, I remember that my parents slash caregivers always gave me feedback in effective ways and at the appropriate times. Strongly disagree. How do we think I ended up 16 and pregnant? Yeah. (laughs) Nah. And then my mom would sit on top of me, pinning my arms down, screaming at me about how much she hated her life because of me. But yet, in my little baby journal, she put that she was so excited to have a little girl. And she was so happy. She wanted a little girl so bad. And it just made her life. So that changed pretty fucking quick, it seemed. Oh, my God. My next one is, as a teenager, I used drugs and alcohol to compensate for a perceived lack of emotionally intimate relationships. Ooh. No, strongly disagree. That's deep. What are these questions based off of? I don't (laughs) know, but I really wish I had some of yours. Mine's. (laughs) As a teenager, I enjoyed affectionate relationships, and I asked for comfort and support from others when I needed it. I mean, that's true, whether I got it or not, or it was genuine is a whole fucking different thing. But yeah, I, I, you know, did what I was supposed to. (laughs) Um, looking back on my teenage years, I would say I spent too much time on the internet. Oh, I lived on the internet. Go on. And I would say, yeah, that was, like, just coming out as, like, we were teenagers and stuff, so. I was the rich family because we had a second phone line that we could use for the computer. Ooh. Yeah, we were rich. (laughs) I mean, we weren't, but that's what some of my friends said. Like, we were upper middle class. Yeah. Despite my mom spending all of our money on a bunch of shit that we didn't need. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I would say yeah, because, like, that's just kind of what we did. Like, especially in my teenage years, like, AIM was, like, a big thing. Yes, age, sex, and... location. <laughs> yeah. Wait, you call the AIM? I just straight went AIM. Well. I don't I have time to like... spell shit out. <laughs> I feel like people call it different stuff, so I don't They know. do. Um, okay, what's your next one? As a teenager, I remember my father or father-like figure being warmly responsive to my needs. I'd say strongly agree. Yeah. Um, okay, mine is, as a teenager, I didn't seek help or assistance from my parents or caregivers. Like any kind of help i would say disagree i was heavily reliant on them well you know how some people are like oh my parents don't understand i'm not even gonna talk to them i think it's supposed to be asking like that Mm. as a teenager i recall being able to maintain meaningful connections with others while also supporting myself in my own independence and personal development it's a strongly agree um, as a teenager, I remember being disengaged in discussions with my father or father-like figure, but I would not show any averse or hostile behaviors towards him. Um, 
I'm just gonna guess that's a yes. Yeah, I would say yeah. <laughs> From like, what you've told me about him. But, like, in those years, he did, like, have a lot to say. And he wanted to, like, be a parent and, like, steer me in, like, the right direction or whatever. Oh, good. But, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I agree. So, okay, next. That's my last one. Do you have one more? I have three more. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't know. I've been drinking. You're funny. As a teenager, I remember being compassionate toward myself. Um, I'm going to say neutral mixed. I just know my hormones were all over the fucking place. Yeah. As an adult during college, university, or similar age career, I remember having a positive reaction to seeing my parents slash caregivers and that I would not be unduly distressed when we went our separate ways. Strongly disagree. My parents fought all the goddamn time, and it was never a good time or a good thing. And they should yeah. have divorced years ago. Oh my god, that would have saved so many headaches. Oh yeah, that's kind of how my brother and sister grew up, honestly. Oh no. Yeah. As a teenager, I remember feeling comforted by those around me. I valued caregiving and mutual relationships. I either want slightly disagree or disagree. I think I should go with disagree because, like, people were so fucking fake. And, like, they were what I call surface people where, you know, they acted one way. And, you know, it's what people refer to as two-faced now. But yeah. whether it be adults or kids, it's like nothing was actually the way that it was. Yeah. It was all a fucking lie. It was all a lie. <laughs> and if people would have just been more honest and, you know, hey, this is how you deal with these things, I think things would have been significantly better instead of just fucking sugarcoating fucking everything. Yeah, exactly. Especially, like, during those years, like, I don't know, it seemed like nothing was just, like, blatant. Like, you had to read between the lines. Yeah. All right. Um, next is general attachment style. Please read each of the following statements and rate the extent to which you believe each statement best describes your feelings about close relationships in general. In general. All right, you go first. Interesting. Um, I worry that others won't care about me as much as I care about them. Oh, strongly agree. Honestly, because... Um. I feel like when I am searching for, like, a friend or something in someone, like, I, like, I want, like, a deep, meaningful friendship, you know? Like, I want us to, like, care about each other. Like, is that so much to ask, like, in a friend? Why do you think it doesn't um, happen, though? Because I think people are, like, too, like, wound up in their own lives and stuff, and they don't, like, or they're too, like, self-obsessed. Self Mm-hmm. Like, they and... just don't think of others as I feel like maybe you and I were both taught, too. Like, but there, it seems I read so much about empaths. So it's like, mm -hmm. where are my fellow empaths? Like, do I just, are we, because we're empathetic, just attracted to and, you know, bring into our orbit people who aren't empaths so that we can yeah. help them and take care of them? But 
other empaths don't come our way because we don't feel that they need us. Yeah, which could very well be because I am very much a Pisces and very much an empath. Um, and so that's me. Like, as, as soon as I, like, know you and, like, get a relationship with you, like, I want to, like, help you and do so for you. Like, I want you to lean on me. That is my, like, purpose, so to speak, is mm -hmm. how I feel. And so, yeah, I just feel like others don't feel like that towards me because I, like, pretty much never get that. Like, my stories and issues and everything just get, like, shoved off. And I'm like, all right, cool. Thanks. <laughs> I feel like we need to explore that more with my therapist to figure out why. Because I don't know why that is. But I totally feel exactly the same way as you. Like, my shit is never on the table but it's like theirs always is yeah all right so i had that same question so my first one is i prefer not to show others how i feel deep down which might have strongly disagree because i have always shown who i am and how i am and i'm not gonna sugarcoat anything for anything it's just not gonna happen even if people want that i'm just like nope not biting my tongue. Yeah, see, I do, um, like, admire that about you. Uh, it also gets me I, in a lot of trouble, though, <laughs> as you know. I would say um, slightly agree to that because it kind of depends on my mood. Like, sometimes I just don't give a fuck. Sometimes I'm like, what's the point? Like, it's going to go one, e one in here and out the other mm -hmm. to, like, these people. So, I yeah, I'm going to say slightly agree on that one. You can't say I didn't fucking tell you. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> what's your next one? My next one is, it helps to turn to people in times of need. Oh, that's my third one. I'm going to go... Oh, slightly disagree... Um, just because I do have a few select friends that I would go to for this, but most of the other people that I, like, talk to or consider friends, I would not. I just feel like they wouldn't give it the time of day. So <laughs> that's a little harsh. No, but... this is funny because... You and I have exact opposite answers. I put strongly agree because I never know who can help me in a time of need. So my running joke is I bump into somebody and tell them my whole life story, but you never know who's going to have the solution to your problem. So my thing is, is that like, if I were to be like, oh, I'll go to my mom for this. I'll go to Maggie for this. Just select people. You may not be able to help me. But if I put it out there to enough people, like when I put on Facebook, okay, like I'm still in the market for a kitten, some guy that I worked with for a few months at one of my side jobs was like, oh, this person we used to work with has kittens. And that's where I got Theseus from. And I even asked her, like, which one's your most playful, outgoing kitten. Like, I need one that matches my personality. And she goes, this one. I go, that's the one I'm taking. Didn't need anything else after that. Yeah. And he is 
the little love of my life. And so for me, I put strongly agree because I don't turn to somebody specifically. I just uh -huh. turn to everybody and I'm like, hi, here's my problem. If anybody <laughs> can give me a solution, that'd be great. And most of the time there's somebody who knows somebody who has somebody and sometimes it doesn't work, but sometimes it does. Yeah. That's kind of how I take my next question um, is I talk things over with people because I wouldn't necessarily say I turn to people like in times of need, but I talk things over with people as in like if I need help picking out a dress for something and I like go in the fitting room and try on a couple and then like send the pictures to my friends or whatever and I'm like which one looks best on me or like you know whatever which one do you like best or um that's how I take that question so I said but do you do it with agree. problems problems like the deep no. down so god damn it <laughs> <laughs> not usually those I save for like the people that I actually consider my friends oh like, like your kids. circle yes yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I forget where mine went. There it is. I put strongly agree because, again, I talk things over with everyone because I like getting people's perspectives. Even if yeah, it's they have a completely different background, same background, I just want... The more information I have, the better is how I see it. So, again, I'll just bump into somebody and be like, here's my life story. And, like, all I can get is somebody else's perspective that may help me. Well, it will help me either affirm what I kind of thought or go completely against. Like, it may change my mind. Either way, the more information you have, I feel like the better. Yeah, I agree. You can make a more... Um... Informed inf decision? Informed decision, yeah. yeah. <laughs> What's your next one? Um, I don't feel comfortable opening up to others. And I put slightly agree because it kind of depends on, like, the person. Um, but, like, if I just meet somebody, like, there's this girl that I just met at work, and she is, um, sitting by me, like, temporarily. They're gonna, like, set her up with, like, an office, I guess. Um, but she is in behavioral health. Ooh. And she's just, like really super like genuine and like nice well yeah and... she's in behavioral health she sounds like i know <laughs> she's got it going on but yeah so like i mean i haven't like fully opened up to her but like we talked about like some stuff and we just like hit it off oh and like that in a way i feel like is like opening up to someone you know so i would say like i try to read people first but like you know, sometimes it happens, sometimes it doesn't. So. Well, sometimes they're really good at fucking putting on a show, and you're just like, oh, that hurts my feelings. I thought you were being genuine. Yeah. <laughs> I put slightly agree for I don't feel comfortable up opening up to others because I have and I do, and then sometimes it doesn't work out, and you're just like, it breaks your heart that, again, you were like, oh, like, oh, I, I thought that we were friends and then you hit on me or, oh, well, I thought that we were going to be friends, but you were just being Minnesota nice. Mm, this Minnesota yeah. nice is 
bullshit. Like, just, if you want to be my friend, great. But if you don't want to be my friend, don't act like you want to fucking be my fucking friend. Like, you can be polite to people and not, like, overstep into that, like, oh, I'm giving you the wrong idea, but, like, about friendship. This Minnesota nice shit is for the birds. And I think that, I think that the Minnesota nice should have its own call-out culture, and it shouldn't be (laughs) stately accepted. It's wrong and it's bad, and you guys are really assholes pretending to be nice. (laughs) What's your next one? Um, My next one is, I'm afraid that other people may abandon me. Strongly agree! You're all gonna leave me. (laughs) I said slightly agree just because... I halfway, like, expect it nowadays. Yes! I feel like, yeah. I feel like when you meet somebody new or, like, even somebody that you've known, I've kind of, like, noticed, um, there can be, like, either your life takes a turn or, like, their life takes a turn, and it's one of those things where, like, okay, I have a prime example, I feel like, because I had a really, really good friend, and we were close for, like, so many years. And then all of a sudden, like, she, like, honestly became just, like, so self-obsessed. And she really has a lot of issues. And I wish that she would work them out. But because of that, that she, like, we don't really, like, talk very much anymore. And she's just. I have a friend like that, too, back in Iowa where, like, it took me leaving <clears throat> And then coming back to see what a fucking mess she was and how, like, I had grown and changed, but she was still the mm-hmm. same person. So I see what so, you mean. It's like the, I, I do really expect other people to abandon me, but uh-huh. I, I understand if we grow apart. That's different for me, but I feel like... This question specifically is, like, other people just use you, essentially, until they don't need you anymore. And that's how I read it, is, like, I feel people will abandon me until they don't need me anymore. They've had their fix of me. Then it's just, like, okay, when are you going to get tired of me? When when are you going to be like, oh, I rode that ride. Now I'm done. Yeah. That's what I'm waiting for, and that's how I read it. Yeah. Assholes. What's your next one? <laughs> um, I I think we might have gone over this already. I prefer not to show others how I feel deep down. I think we did. Okay. I put slightly agree for that because it just depends on... The others. My... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the others, your mood, the temperature, what way the wind's blowing... Yeah, this season. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, my next one is, I often worry that other people don't really care for me. I don't know how to answer that, so I'm going to put neutral mixed because I don't care if they care for me. But I don't like when they're pretending, and that's what I worry about. Like, Jackie and Amy pretending so maybe i'll i should put strongly agree because 
I have had so many people lie. Like, Jackie and Amy were my best friends. And then when I found out that the guy I lost my virginity to had another girlfriend and that I was the other girl, I called them crying. And I thought they were being good, sympathetic friends. Well, years later, I found out that apparently either my ex was over there or he was three-wayed into the phone and they were all laughing at how fucking stupid I was to not know that I was the other girl. Oh my god. Yeah. So again, <laughs> these girls I thought were my best genuine friends. Yeah, it was it was all a fucking lion. They're backstabbing pieces of shit bitches and they were just as bad as the popular backstabbing two-faced girls. So fuck you, Jackie and Amy. Go to hell and die. <laughs> wow. That's What'd tragic. you put for that one? Um, for that one, I, I ended up going with mixed because, like, if I think that we're good friends and it turns out that, like, we're not, then... Yeah, that's, like, worrisome. <laughs> like, why did I get this impression, basically? Oh, is... like, it's your fault? Like, you misconstrued it? No! <laughs> that's how I take it. Um, but otherwise, like, because if we're not, like, if we're, like, acquaintances, and, like, you're that kind of other people, then I don't really care, because I don't really care about you. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> so... Um, my next one is I find it easy to depend on others. Strongly disagree. <laughs> Strongly disagree, yeah. You cannot, like, either put your stuff on other people or depend on them for anything because, first of all, it's not their responsibility. That's true. And second of all, like, we're just human. It's not, I feel like that's not, um reliable so see you're going in the more like adult growth way i was going in more like that you just can't <laughs> depend on others because it's how i feel like i feel like they're just gonna let you down if i'm just like oh i know i can count on maggie i know i can count on deanna but for the same reasons that you said like we are human and have shit going on like it could be out of their control but it's like oh i really needed to count on you this time or I thought I could and it's just like oh it's it's like that thing where it's like who could you call either and know they would answer or who could you call and know they want to answer and it's like yeah. it depends on the situation and the person and you've just kind of got to adapt to that person in that situation for who you right. can count on or who you can count on to not be able to count on yeah exactly are we at the last one for this section? I usually discuss my problems and concerns with others. Yes. Yep, if I bump into somebody, I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry. I wasn't looking where I was going. See, it's because my mom ended up having trigger finger surgery. And then she was in the hospital and she got an infection in her hand. I feel like I need to give everybody the whole freaking, like, get them to understand, like, I'm, I'm not just absent-minded or stupid. It's just, like, there's a lot going on, and I need you to understand how I got here. <laughs> <laughs> um, for that one, I put slightly agree, because, like, the other one, um, 
I think it's kind of just like another version of the other yeah. question. So, I quit slightly agree for that one also. Guess what? <clears throat> what? We're done. I know. Ah! <laughs> Alright, I'm putting um, in my email and my name, and then what they're going to do is they're going to send you a report that we can go over. Oh, God, do you already get it? Yeah, it tells you. What's your attachment style? I wonder if this is the same one that I had. I don't <laughs> think it is. I think this is different from the one that I took with my other therapist. Mine is anxious and preoccupied. Oh, mine is disorganized and fearful avoidance. one when I first took it my I I rated a little not even a lot but a little high on entitlement and she's like yeah and she was like well why do you think that is and I said well I don't think this test accounts or accounts for the fact or makes a distinction for the difference between what somebody feels entitled to and what somebody feels that they are deserving of because I have worked very hard to get where I am so I don't think that I should have to settle for a boyfriend who doesn't have anything going for him and is just a bum on the couch type of dude and once I explained it to her she's like Oh, yeah, that makes sense. And then she realized that, like, yeah, the quiz doesn't account for that distinction. And it's like, I shouldn't have to be explaining these things to you. So I read more about the disorganized because I was like, what exactly does Yes, that mean? please tell me um, more about that. <laughs> so uh, the disorganized attachment style, also known as fearful avoidant, is characterized by a strong desire for close connections and intimacy, but also an intense fear of getting hurt within relationships. The traits of this attachment style tend to alternate between those of the avoidant and anxious styles, depending on the person's mood experiences and circumstances, which I happen to say a lot, like in our answers. Yes! So, Literally, they're true. recorded. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, it says, due to their early experiences, people with this attachment style struggle with feelings of fear, mistrust, and inner conflict, especially in relationships. For this reason, someone with a disorganized attachment style displays a push-pull pattern of behaviors, a lack of effective coping skills, and low self-esteem. Hence, I don't want to talk about my feelings. Oh. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Um, I also have a score of general anxiety of 5.33. So. <laughs> <laughs> high score? Did, did you break the machine? Score. At least it seems like I chose a good partner because my partner anxiety is only... Uh, 1.33. <laughs> <laughs> my anxiety is 1. My avoidance is 5.83 for my mother. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. 
<laughs> Bye, Leanne. See ya. My father's score is anxiety one, avoidance one. Makes sense. Oh, yeah, for sure. My partner anxiety is seven. Oh, my God. <laughs> avoidance 3.67. General anxiety is 6.67 and avoidance 2.67. My mother is 2.33 for both anxiety and avoidance. So it's like, you know, the same. Mm -hmm. um, my father anxiety is 3.67 and my avoidance is 5.33. <laughs> um partner both are low that one anxiety is 1.33 avoidance is 2.17 general anxiety is 5.33 and avoidance is 4.33 don't worry you'll work your way up to my anxiety level you're still young <laughs> we'll, we'll get you up there don't worry oh wait that's the opposite of what we want to do <laughs> um mine says uh the anxious, preoccupied attachment style is characterized by low feelings of self-esteem and self-worth, but also by holding others in high regard. People with this attachment style actively seek intimacy, security, and deep bonds with others, but due to their early experiences, high school, junior high, mm -hmm. struggle to trust their partners and loved ones. For these reasons, someone with anxious slash preoccupied attachment style can act clingy, suspicious, and hypervigilant toward other people. Unfortunately, although people with this attachment style tend to be overly dependent on their relationships, their actions within them often force others away, reinforcing the feeling of low worth. Okay, so see, this is saying that I push others away, which I will, but I quit doing because I've told people in the past, this was in my 20s, that, like, it's easier for me to push you away. It's easier for me to make you leave or push you away than to have you just leave. But I don't do that anymore. So, like, I need an updated test because I don't rely on dating or having somebody else make me feel whole anymore so that's a little confusing for me are you giving your boyfriend head <laughs> no i opened up the thing that i got in my email oh uh -huh. the anxious attachment style workbook is 27 dollars, and then there's the ultimate workbook that includes everything in the anxious attachment style workbook plus oh. so one's $27 and one's $47 but I've thrown away a lot of money on dumb shit and even if this didn't tell me much I still feel like it'd be way better than some of the dumb shit that I've spent money on <laughs> do you have any any thoughts or takeaways before I let you get back to your Sweet, sweet boyfriend with his sweet... Dude, I fucking love his hair and mustache. Like, he's got this whole great... Do you like it? Dude, I fucking love it. He looks... <laughs> not that I didn't like how he looked before, mm -hmm. but, like, he just looks so hip and trendy and, like, fucking cool. I, I did Like, I don't even know how he came up with this whole look, but I fucking love it. 
Yeah, I was really, like, at first I was like, no, no, don't do it. Like, I like the fact that you're, like, blondish. Because, like, it was, like, in the wintertime it really does get, like, dirty blonde. Mm -hmm. um, so it's a lot darker. But, yeah, and so we did it, and, like, I helped him. So I was, like, oh. you know, I was okay with the process. Right. Um, and then, yeah, it was... It was a really big change. Like, at first, I couldn't stop laughing. It was really funny. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, like, after I looked at it more, I like it. So. <laughs> I love it. Like, I wish that I'm, it makes me miss my pink hair because I feel like that was so trendy of me. And, like, that is me. Like, yeah, my fucking pink hair, you know, and I miss it so much i miss my purple hair i think when i start to work from home i'm gonna go i'm gonna dye like purple again so that will be fun because i can't do it in office i like your hair right now though and i like see i like my healthy hair this is why i quit yeah. dyeing it crazy colors because to have it so light was just trashing my hair um, i want to let it grow so i'll probably that. It's let like it at a grow. weird stage though right now. Let it grow. <laughs> Don't cut it off anymore. Let it grow. Let it grow. Don't damage your hair no more. Here oh I stand. Okay, I'll stop. Unless you want to continue. I love that. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Thank you. I did just get done like, you know, living a life of Disney, so... Thank you so much for listening to Combos Over Coffee. If you would also like to look up your attachment style, it is the attachment project. When you Google it, it will have a little like purple A. It'll say the attachment project. There will be a free quiz. The only thing that costs money is if you want to get the digital workbook and there are two different ones as you've heard us talk about but the quiz is free you just need your email and your name don't forget to like share subscribe and rate our podcast make sure to give it a five star rating even if you have a negative five review of us we're more likely to read it if you're that bipolar about this situation. And I can say that because I have studied bipolar and cyclothemic and how technically a lot of people are misdiagnosed as bipolar because insurance won't cover cyclothemic. Thank you, psychology minor in my bachelor's. Yeah, they're very similar. Like bipolar is more like stark ups and downs and cyclothemic is like a little roller coaster of slight ups and downs but insurance is more likely to cover bipolar than cyclothemic so a lot of therapists or psychiatrists i always use that word interchangeably even though i'm not supposed to have yeah. to diagnose somebody as bipolar instead of cyclothemic just because insurance is fucking stupid so with that said make our world work a little bit better and rate us five stars while talking shit on us if you have a problem otherwise the five stars and great comments and feedback would be preferred but you know beggars can't be choosers also we're not begging and if you say we're begging we're gonna talk shit about you on our podcast either is totally and completely welcome yeah yeah <laughs>
We are your hosts. Oh, sorry. God <laughs> damn it! What were you doing? <laughs> we should leave that in there because it's kind of funny. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and I'm Stephanie, the one who reads things, interjects, pays attention, and expects Maggie to just fall right in line like she's right here sitting next to me. Next time, I'm going to be near you so I can throw something at you. Yeah, or at least, like, slap me, whip me in the shade. Oh, baby. What kind <laughs> you know, we'll talk about that in the BDSM episode. <laughs> we'll talk about that. <laughs> we'll talk about that in the BDSM episode and how there are not as many shades of gray about me as Ian would have liked there to have been. Now, if you have anything that you'd like to talk about, a story to share, please email us at convosovercoffee, the number two, at gmail.com. We're also on Instagram, convosovercoffee2. We're on Facebook, convosovercoffee, just the regular, regular, no decaf. Mm -hmm. Don't forget to go to our Patreon to help us really really helps us with the podcast being able to be here and give you guys these awesome episodes each week that is under convos over coffee the number two also and don't forget to check out our facebook for behind the scenes pictures of this week's episodes and we will link the attachment styles quiz and our results as well feel free to also send in to our email your Christmas plans or any crazy horror stories that you had hopefully my Christmas is better than my Thanksgiving was where's wood knock on wood it's fake wood does that count oh god it's gonna <laughs> just bring worse shit my way I goddamn know it um, Maggie's already had a bunch of Christmas fun and she's sitting in one of her many Christmas outfits right now we'll be posting pictures of how a adorable she is and how I just have the teeny tiniest Christmas tree that will fit in my shoebox of a basement and be on the lookout for the newest folder and the newest addition to combos over coffee that would be my cat Theseus aka Theo and even though I have no idea where Theo is right now because he's actually listening to me and being good right now and not running all over so that I can actually concentrate and podcast, I'm sure he'd also be saying, Okay, bye! bye. <laughs> That's better. <laughs>